This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 565, Price and Value, by Jacob Lund Fisker of earlyretirementextreme.com. And I'm Dan, your host, and welcome to the Friday edition of the show where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And uh, thanks as always for listening and hope you're having a happy Friday. If you didn't know, we give away books to random people on our mailing list, and this happens on the first of the month, which is coming up in just a couple of days. So if you're not on that list yet, now's a great time to join. It is totally free. Just come by oldpodcast.com to sign up, and I will give you another quick reminder about that at the end. So for now, let's get to today's post as we optimize your life. Price and Value by Jacob Lund Fisker of EarlyRetirementExtreme.com. There is an enormous amount of confusion between price and value. This problem was resolved a couple of centuries ago. I'm sure someone with a recent college degree in economics can tell me who finally solved it. But for a long time, there was great debate over whether price and value were the same thing. Kind of like there is still a debate in physics about whether gravitational and inertial mass are the same thing. First, If money is exchanged by spending time and possibly additional happiness or opportunity cost or whatever dimensions you may wish to add to your cost vector, you can see exactly how much extra stuff is worth. Conversely, employers exchange stuff for employee time. Second, whether you are willing to make the exchange comes down to your marginal value, loss, of doing work. That is, utility you're giving away versus the marginal value of happiness of an extra ice cream cone, say. That is, utility you're getting in exchange. At one end, if you're working very little, your marginal time is not worth much to you. It is cheap, so you don't mind working. At the other end, you're already working a lot of overtime, so it costs more. Conversely, basic needs are very valuable to you. You will pay a lot for indoor plumbing, which is surprisingly cheap, or the first glass of water in the desert. But the value you are willing to pay for a luxury item like a $50,000 wristwatch is less. Now make a ranking ladder. You will have something like 100 hours of spare time in a week, 99 hours of spare time, etc., down to zero hours of spare time. Conversely, you will also have daily dose of lentil soup. You will have luxury food, an Xbox, the fifth bedroom, etc. Now all you have to do is rank them according to what you can afford. For instance, you may rank having an Xbox above having 80 hours of spare time, but below having 60 hours of spare time. In other words, you're willing to work up to 20 hours more to get the Xbox. Admittedly, this is one-dimensional, but as I said, you can make it multi-dimensional, including aspects such as pride in work or fun on top of the price. To make things simple, simple market economics only calculate one price. This one price obviously carries less information than an entire price factor. This is probably the main reason the economy is so hard to understand and control. It would not be an entirely stupid idea to carry several, at least two, prices on market goods. It would, as far as I can intuitively see, not be impossible either. With two prices, there would be more information carried, and possibly one price signal could be used as a predictor of an alternative quality such as inflation, pollution credits, etc. Anyway, if we compare how we each individually rank our ladders, it will be found that those of us who are very frugal value time very highly over, say, red meat dinners. On the multidimensional ladder, we may value chopping our own wood and displaying another skill over working extra hours at the same skill. Now, money is the value that is attached to something in the aggregate when we bring all our individual ladders together 
and negotiate who gets what, spare time or extra ice cream. This, by definition, is the price. Price is the average value attached to something by all people. But technically, the price is the rung that the last person is willing to sell something for or buy something at. In the real world, there's a spread. We're getting into the finer details of trading now, but I digress. Price is virtual but objective. Value is real but subjective. Make sense? The price may significantly differ from the value you attach to it, particularly if your values are far from the mainstream. If the price is higher than the value you attach, you aren't buying, and vice versa. For instance, today, spare time is very cheap, and hence, I have been buying a lot of that, enough to retire. Many people do not value spare time to the same degree that I do, and instead desire big-screen TVs and $50 dinners. To further complicate matters, ladders are not constant in time. $1 today is not the same as $1 tomorrow. In general, $1 today is always better. If you start trading with future ladders through the use of debt contracts, you easily develop the concept of interest rates. In other words, I'll trade my $100 today for your $105 next year. The interest rate is thus 5%. The fact that interest rates are larger than zero suggests that some want to spend money now that they don't have, and some people have money now that they don't wish to spend, and thus a deal is made. Realistically, such deals are made very fast and thus compared to the amount of nominal wealth out there, the number of circulating money in the form of cash is really small. Sure, all money is eventually spent by someone. The key to understanding this is not that it will be spent, but when it will be spent and who will spend it. People hold money simply because they do not wish to spend it now, and they get paid by other people who do wish to spend it now. I tell you, thus, getting paid can be a powerful motivator for never spending it. I hope this made the concept of value, price, and spending money a little more clear. You just listened to the post titled Price and Value by Jacob Lund Fisker of EarlyRetirementExtreme.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts, you get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto, 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com OFD. Again, that's gusto.com OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. And that was written almost exactly five years ago, and it is very much still relevant, but if it was a little bit uh, tricky for you to grasp, if it wasn't quite clear enough, you can come by and read the article in detail. I always have the link to the article in the podcast episode's description. And as promised, just a quick reminder that we have another book giveaway coming up and it's happening in just a few days. So if you want to be part of that and get some free tools from us, please do come by oldpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. 
And that will do it for today and for the week here on Optimal Finance Daily. Have yourselves a great weekend. Thanks so much for listening as always. And I'll be back with you on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.